Are you an SDR, BDR, or an ADR who's ready to step up to management? Are you a current team lead or SDR manager who wants to go to the next level in your career? Join TenBound on July 19th, 2017 in downtown San Francisco for an immersive half-day live training class where we'll cover sales development, culture building, recruiting, team management, metrics, and designing your own career as a sales development professional. You don't want to miss this exclusive opportunity. Sign up today at tenbound.com slash events. That's tenbound.com slash events. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am absolutely thrilled and honored to have the guest on the show today, someone who's just made a huge impact in my life and my philosophy. And it's just a thrill to get someone who I've looked up to for so long actually on the show. So I'd like to welcome Andrea Waltz, the best-selling author of Go For No and a number of other books. Andrea, thank you for being on the show. Hey, David, it is my pleasure. Oh, I'm so thrilled. So again, huge fan. Why don't we start with what is Go For No? And what, tell us about the the philosophy and your background and how you came to be you know, so knowledgeable about this particular subject. Right, right. Well, I have been studying the word no now for many years, actually, not actually the plan in the beginning. I have a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice, which I have never used. I envisioned being a crime scene investigator and I was in, so I, I graduated and at the time I was working for lens crafters and I kept getting promoted and promoted until I was running one of their highest volume locations, one of the youngest general managers in their history and met my now husband there who convinced me, convinced me that we should quit our jobs and launch our own speaking and training company to which I was kind of like, all right, what the, what the heck? Why not? Sounded like a good idea. So that's what we did because uh, we had the same sales philosophies. We taught customer service uh, strategies and, and tactics and skills and ma- management and things like that. So, um, and one of the things that we taught at that time was the go for no strategy, the go for no mindset. And um, that eventually just became something where we would go do an eight hour or four hour workshop and people would go for no would be the thing that people just thought was the greatest thing ever. And that's what they got the most from out of, you know, four or eight hours. And so we finally, after a few years said, all right, the whole business is just this particular topic. We're not in any particular industry. We help people in, in, uh, we have worked with companies of all shapes, of all sizes, uh, B2B, B2C, it doesn't matter. The problem is fear of failure and rejection, and we help people change their mindset about it. So when I say that I talk about the word no and have studied it, I really have. <laughs> I mean, I really, <laughs> it is like, yeah, I, mean, I it's, turned, it's, turned uh, it into a science. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's it's wherever you turn. It's 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 applicable to everybody. It's, it's applicable to every industry. And I, I want to dive into what it is. But first, I just want to give props also to Richard Fenton, correct? Yes. Who's your co-author and is he your husband? I, yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. So your business partner and husband who is a co-author on the book, and he's also an amazing guy, like on his videos and stuff, uh, you can learn a ton from him. So big props to him as well. And um, and so you guys are, are coming up with this 
training program, you're doing this training program, you're getting a lot of positive feedback about go for no. And now you've really focused on that the last few years. What is go for no? And why should somebody be interested in this? Right. So the fundamental idea, the fundamental strategy is to intentionally increase your failure rate. And that by that, we mean intentionally go out and hear no more often. And of course, there's a lot of nuances to this, and I know we'll dig into it, but that is that is the basic strategy. And actually, it came about, I can tell you real quick, uh, Richard was working in a menswear store when he moved to Los Angeles, got a job there, was doing terribly. His sales were not that great. He thought they were going to fire him. The district manager came in, watched him have this amazing sale. This guy's name was Harold. Watched Richard have this great sale, and then At the end of it, once the customer had left, asked Richard the question, which was, what did that customer say no to? And Rich said, what are you talking about? I just had a great sale. And and he had, he had like an $1,100 sale, which at that time was a, you know, huge uh, transaction, great transaction. And Harold said, well, yeah, no, I, I know that it was a great sale, but what did he say no to? And Richard said, he didn't say no to anything. And then Harold said, well, then how did you know he was done? And that question kind of changed Richard's life perspective, everything else. He, he realized, you know, that he didn't like hearing the word no, and that he had a fear of it. And Harold basically said, you know, you're a great salesperson. Like you have it, you have everything going for you, but your fear of getting the word no is going to kill you. So if you could just get over that, I think you could really be one of the exceptional people. And so Richard did, he, he applied it. He used it in his career. He ended up using it for years and years and every sales position eventually moved up to management, leadership, training. And then when we, and then fast forward to when we met and when I heard it, I, I mean, David, I thought I was a superstar salesperson. I really did. Customers loved me. I thought I was great. And then I had to get honest with myself because I didn't like to hear the word no either. And so most salespeople don't. Our mission is to really help people rethink it so that they can get better results by not fearing no, but really seeing the benefits of it. Okay. And it's amazing because I've got a couple of kids. They're going to be four and seven. And I already seen it happen that everything's no, 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 no. And and so I think it's a deep-seated, you know, psychology in your mind to associate no with bad. And so you're coming and saying, hey, you can only get to a certain level in your life and career by sticking with trying to get to yes all the time go for no. So how do you, I mean, how do you change that philosophy in your head that no is bad? Right. Well, that is the biggest trick, isn't it? (laughs) Because there, yeah, there's a lot of psychology to it. And sometimes I have to be careful because I don't, you know, there's like a fine line. Like I I can't become a psychologist and all of a sudden be like doing therapy for people and, (laughs) and all of that. But, but it's funny because we have people who have, some people get it right away. Like they go, Oh, that makes sense. I'm going to hear no more. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not hearing no enough. And they go out and they just do it and they just execute and, and, and they get great results. Other people, other people, they get it. They like, they hear it. They hear the word no and that, but they, they have a lot of anxiety around it. They have a lot of fear. They, a lot of call reluctance, like just sometimes to the point where it, it's just debilitating and there's nothing I can do 
to kind of pull them out of it. So one of the things that, and I said this really at the beginning when you asked me what go for no was, and I said, well, it's intentionally to increase your failure rate. That sounds like so weird and so scary, but the the reason we say that is because we're trying to switch people's perception of what failure is. Because I think a lot of people think that if they get a no in sales, they're somehow doing the wrong thing. So part of it's just a perception change and getting people to see that hearing no, failing is not the end of the world, that it's part of the process. Right. Okay. So, you know, one example that I, I uh, thought of is if you make a goal of 10 no's, and like, you know, the first five people say yes, it, you know, it switches it around. Like you still have to go get the no's. So it's like, right. Absolutely. And so it's like those little mind tricks to, to make it where no is actually good. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And that there's so many different strategies to train your mind around it. So for example, and, and most of it is uh, a combination of kind of intellectual strategies and changing your thought process. So, so giving yourself permission to fail, giving yourself permission to get a no. And what most salespeople do is they're like, okay, I need to call on this client. I need to close them. Like I have to close this deal. And so they, they have a lot of pressure around getting the yes. Whereas if you're, and I'm not talking about sabotaging, right? I'm not talking about like doing a bad job, but just to understand instead of either not calling the prospective client or, or your prospect or just putting such pressure on yourself saying, I'm going to do this. And even if I get a no, what can I learn? And can I have the mindset of, Hey, this no doesn't mean never. This no is going to mean not now. And what can I do? And what can I say to keep the conversation going? So it, it really is about shifting your mindset from, Hey, this is not a failure. This is not the end of the world to, okay, I can take this no and really do something with it. And learn from it and have an open mind. Because I think when, when, you know, an amateur like me first talks about people about go for no, they equate it with like, well, that that just doesn't even make sense. Why? Why would I? I think they equate it with that. What you said, self-sabotage, like I'm going to go in and try to get a no. It doesn't even make sense. You're trying to get a yes. And it's like, well, OK, let's what you're trying to do is flip it around and learn from the no, get better and the more no's that you hear, you're going to eventually hear yeses. So it's it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny you bring that up because um, Richard and I have battled over the years about this. And we have the, the funniest conversations like in the beginning, we weren't sure that the title Go For No is a very good title. And we've over the years, I've heard people say like, oh, I would never read that. That's just crazy and ridiculous. Who wants to get a no? And then we have people who, who get it, who are like defending it going, no, you don't understand right. yet, which is why the subtitle is so important, which is yes is the destination, but no is how you get there. And I'll give you like a perfect example, a, kind of an analogy I, I give people all the time is if you're, if you go to a networking event and let's say you're, it doesn't even matter, just totally generic example. You go to a networking event and you meet 10 people who could be, could be, you don't know, potential clients for you, right? Customers of yours. And what, what the typical go for yes person does is by the time they get home with those 10 business cards of the people they met, 
they've probably filtered out five of the 10. They've already decided that 10 of those people that they got the cards from are going to say no. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not even going to call these people. What a waste of time, right? Yet they went to the networking event, they had conversations, but it's just, that's it. So now they're down to five and then they, they get home and they start analyzing and thinking about the conversations and they go, you know, out of these five, three of these people are maybes, you know, I don't know if they're going to be that perfect. And, and so they talk themselves out of it. And now what they have is they have two people who they're going to call on. And then as we all know, (laughs) those two people, sometimes the the people that you think like you absolutely know are going to say yes to you, they don't. And then the people that you think will never say yes to you, they do. But so what we've done by having this go for yes mindset, which is, hey, I'm only going to call the people that I think are going to say yes, is we've eliminated, right? We eliminated eight of these 10 people just because we didn't have the right, right mindset. So the go for no mindset really is, okay, forget all of the mind reading, forget all of the analysis. I'm just going to make the 10 calls. I spent the time, I invested my time, I had 10 conversations. Let's see where these lead me without me trying to prejudge and worry about the yes. Yeah. And if you think about it and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get, you know, 10 people to say no to me today. And you call and five of them say yes, you still have to go out and get the other, you know, five or 10 or whatever it is. I mean, so so you can increase your number of yeses by having that open mind and not prejudging this stack of business cards. You're just like, look, dude, I got to go get the no's today. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, you're exactly right. And we call that process. Actually, it's it's the perfect you kind of dovetailed into the perfect explanation. We call that process setting no goals. (laughs) So (laughs) it's um, it's setting a goal for the number of no's you're going to collect. So if you decide that you're going to get I think you use the example of of 10 no's. Well, if you're going to get 10 no's for the week, and you go out and you get, you, you, you're just making calls and you're just, everybody's saying yes to you. And you go like, oh my God, this is crazy. Well, most salespeople, if their quota was to get the five, they would be like, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm going to take the rest of the week off, hang out, do paperwork, whatever. I don't need to worry about it because I hit my quota. Whereas if you had a goal for 10 no's and you said, hey, I got the five yeses, but what kind of a week could I have? Like, could I blow the numbers out of the water and keep going and keep working on getting the 10, 10 no's? You'll keep yourself into the activity, right? You'll keep You'll keep the action going. September 21st, 2017, downtown San Francisco, the Sales Development Conference, the world's first and only conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Learn, grow, and succeed with the top minds in the sales development space. Keynote speakers include Henry Schock, CEO of Discover Org, Manny Medina, CEO of Outreach. Christina McMillan, Director of Research at Topo and Legendary Sales Trainer. John Barrows, among many, many others. No fluff, no filler, just the data, research, and networking you need to grow your career and become a stronger sales development leader. Go to 10bound.com conference to get your early bird ticket today. Again, 10bound.com conference to lock in this incredible opportunity today. Yeah, and the motivation, if you can, if you can switch your mindset to 
a no is good. And that, that goes back to that's deep. That's deep psychology right there to say, yeah. okay, I no is getting me toward yes. All right. So if you can get to that, then you're just like super motivated because you made your goal, which was to collect the no's <laughs> and, and the yeses are going to come. They're going to come. Right. And then it, what's interesting is a lot of sale, this, you know, this is for sales development reps and managers and directors who listen to the show. All of the goals are positive goals that they have. The, the, mm-hmm. in front of them. It's, you know, have 10 conversations today. We want, you know, four of those to convert to a meeting. We want four of the meetings to convert to some kind of pipeline and stuff like that. It's all positive. So then you walk up to them and go, actually, go for no, you know, and they're just like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? So, Right, right. Yeah. And so you, you, yeah, you have to, you have to kind of switch around the, the mindset and say, it's not that you're, and, and it's just really important that people understand that, right? The, it is not about sabotage. It's actually about, about really, if you, if you think about it, increasing those conversations and being willing to have those conversations so that you're, you are filling the pipeline and, and make sure, and, and being able to make sure that those people are qualified. So, Go for no can be used in a variety of areas, including, for example, you know, qualifying. Make sure that you're talking to qualified people. So if somebody's not qualified, then you say no for them. You're right. You know, what I mean, yeah. like get the no up front, get the no soon, so that everyone's not wasting their time. It's really that kind of that high probability selling model. Yeah, you you would you want them to say no so that you don't put a bunch of disqualified people in the pipeline that it's never going to close anyway. So if you exactly if you're, if you're good at, at that and you increase your conversation skills by, you know, getting on the phone and increasing the number of no's that you get. <laughs> right. Then, and a lot yeah. exactly. And a mm-hmm. lot of salespeople will because they don't want to hear no or they 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 want to just pad the pad the numbers or whatever, they won't go for that no. In other words, they'll they'll kind of let let the pipeline keep going with certain prospects and certain conversations and things will drag on for months and months and months. And it's like, well, wait a minute, are you asking the tough question? Are you, are you willing to hear no so that you can move on? Or are these numbers just right? They're just, they're not asking the tough question. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I think the other thing that goes back to the psychology is that you're taught to be nice, you know, to get along, to not, you know, cause a ruckus, you know, as you're a kid, you know, you're, you're kind of kept in line, like, you know, the Pink Floyd, we don't need no, <laughs> you know, it's just like, because they, right. they're trying to, they're trying to keep you in line and create a workforce, you know, that's kind of docile and, 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 and you're taught to not make a ruckus, you know, and so, and be nice to people. So I, what I hear a lot on sales, you know, sales development calls and stuff like that is it's like, they're, you know, we're taught to be nice. So you try to be nice to the guy. You don't want him to say no. You you want to leave a good impression. So it's it's just it's just a, it's a hard thing to get your mind around. I think you know? it is it is, and and that's why people ask me all the time, like, should I actually tell people it's okay, you know, to say no to me? And I say all the time you know, yeah, because you will be better off and they will be better off because from a no, you can really go somewhere. Like it's hard when somebody, when, when, when people kind of, and, and both parties want to be nice, right? The, the salesperson wants to be nice yeah. and the, the customers and the prospects, they want to be nice. A lot of them have a really hard time saying no. So they'll be like, 
oh, we're still looking into it, or this person's been on vacation, or this person just oh got re- replaced, exactly. right? And it drags on and on. And then finally, you, you go, okay, well, let's maybe we can get together and schedule a call for next month. And so what happens is you just it drags on and on. And nobody's willing to just say, hey, you know, a no is a perfectly acceptable answer. And then if the person goes, okay, no, then at that point you can go, okay, great. Can I ask you one question? Why do you say that? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, then you can start learning. Yeah. Then you can start learning and then you can start managing objections. But when you're always just kind of not moving that ball forward, then a lot of people don't do that. Managing the no and figuring out what's behind it is really that next level go for no salesperson where they can, they start to get to the root of it and they go like, okay, some many times when you dig in, you find out, oh my gosh, this company or person, whatever was never qualified from the beginning. They will never, this, our product, our service is not right for them. So better to move on or I've been looking at this the wrong way. And now I just learned the objection that's been the objection, the secret objection the whole time. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, you know, enabling the person you're talking to, dude, it's okay to say no. Like you don't have to drag me on for six months. Right. And, and then, and then you're saying the next level is like peeling back the layers of what's going on. Because once you hear the no, then you can ask why. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that's huge. And okay, so let's, I wanted to, I mean, we could talk about the sales side and the sales development side forever, but let's flip it to in your life. I mean, because I think that go for no is the key to a successful life and getting what you want, which is so weird to think about because it's no, but it's the key. And and so I I thought about, uh, there's a guy, you know, Jack Canfield, who's the chicken soup for the soul. And he wrote a great book called the success principles and mm-hmm. in one of them it's just ask for what you want you know mm-hmm. and and it's kind of it kind of dovetails into your philosophy and i think that it's it, it a lot of people feel really awkward like i'm thinking it, you're at the check uh, the the uh, check-in at the hotel and you want the upgrade but you're kind of afraid that they'll say no so you just don't say anything i mean i do it <laughs> i do it you know because yeah i don't want them to i don't want to create an awkward space but if you think about it, if you go for no, then you might end up in a, a suite or something, you know? And totally. Like so there, it's applicable to other parts of your life, right? Absolutely. And David, you were reading my mind. It's very creepy because I was okay. just going to bring up Jack Canfield. And what's interesting about this is when I was in college, there was a book that Jack wrote with Mark Victor Hansen called The Aladdin Factor. And it's probably one of the most overlooked books. I think it it should have just done far better than it did. I'm sure it still sold a gazillion copies, but I reference it all the time. And the Aladdin factor really is, I think the subtitle is like how to get everything in life you want. And fundamentally it is all about asking. And the entire book is just dedicated towards how do you ask at work? How do you ask at home? How do you ask, you know, here and there? And it's like Dr. Seuss of asking, right? It's like all ask, ask, ask. And what do you do if somebody tells you no? And it's really a a fundamental life-changing book. And that was the first time that was like the first personal development book I had ever read. And what's so weird is that when Richard and I made, we made a little documentary movie 
about Go For No is we interviewed Jack Canfield, actually, as, as part of our movie. We went, went to his house in Santa Barbara, and I was able to sit with him and tell him, which was so cool. I said, hey, you know, the Aladdin factor totally changed my life. It, it And it it's so funny because I so believed in it and then ended up with Richard writing a book on Go For No and helping people basically do the same thing, just looking at it a little bit differently. Yeah, exactly. And because I think if if like most people, it's go for yes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what we're taught. You're going for yes. And so you're, you're just constantly disappointed because, you know, not everybody's going to say yes. I mean, it's right. just there's not a fit, you know, I mean, and so if you're constantly disappointed, then you get depressed, it becomes like a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. So and the, the other quick thing is that the fear, you guys talk a lot about the fear, you know, that's that's creeping out there of somebody saying no. But if you face down your fear and on the other side of that is the confidence and that's how you build your confidence by keeping, you know, going forward and facing your fear and getting over it. And you're just like, dude, that wasn't even a big deal. A big deal. The guy said no, you know? Right. Totally. (laughs) Totally. I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that because I can't, I'm sure you've heard this, not to go too back into the selling thing, but you know, people say all the time, oh, I could never be a salesperson. Like I can't, I hate rejection. I could never do it. And it's, I think a lot of society just in general has this perception of, oh, I can't, I hate rejection, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like this mantra. Well, you hate it because you're not experiencing it. You're, you, you created this fear. And if you would just experience it and see that every now and then what happens when you go for no is you get the yeses and you're kind of rewarded a little bit for your your courage that eventually your mindset changes and then you do have the courage and confidence to go forward. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, ladies and gentlemen, everyone listening to the call, this I, I you can talk all day about this. I mean, it's easy to talk about and it's fun to talk about especially with the the guru of the go for no philosophy, but it's it's hard. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. not it's not like you just wake up one day and you're like, I love it when people say no. I'm going to go say no, <laughs> you know. Um, it's it's hard. I mean, you have to train yourself because you're 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 again, you're you're fighting against a upbringing of everyone saying no to you constantly as a kid, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, I and and I agree with you and it does take reprogramming. I mean, I Listen, there are there are big no's out there from big clients that I would like to speak for or work with that make me nervous. Granted, it, there's there is always fear involved, but sometimes it is fun. Like I Richard accidentally used like all of this extra data on our AT&T line and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome. I'm going to call AT&T and ask for all my money back." And just just to have Whoa. fun with it, which I got <laughs> which which I ended up getting. But of course, I you know, I was just like, "Hey, I've got to practice what I preach, right? So let's just have some fun with this and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like my wife is really good at, she's just a natural go for no person. You know, anytime there's something a little bit off or, you know, at, we're at the front uh, checkout of the hotel and she wants something, she'll ask. And she's just, you know, it just kind of rolls off. And whereas I'm much more sensitive and it's taken me a long time to in- integrate the philosophy, but and and another quick thing before I forget is that, you know, you, you have to know your stuff. I, mean, I was going to say a bad word, but you got to know your stuff. You you have to be well-trained. You have to have your data. You have to have all your ducks in a row so that you're not just like winging it and hoping that somebody says no. I mean, that's that's the, not how it goes. You, you got to be a professional and have everything together, but then, you know, have the courage to ask the tough questions and not let it stifle you. Right. 
Absolutely. And I yeah. think that that mindset, of, sometimes it can feel like a lack mentality, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, there's only so many customers or so many opportunities in business or life. And I mean, anybody who's looking for a job knows, no, you know, you, you just have to have a, you have to have a prosperity mindset, but you, and you do have to have the goods, right? So you have to have the training and the knowledge and all of those things, but it just, it does take practice. So better to just, we, I always say, you know, like, like you said, make it a life philosophy and just start practicing. Your wife is one of those go for no people who just, they, they do it and it's, it's not a big deal. And then other people have to work at it. Yeah. And, and she's got one advantage. She's really cute, you know? So it's like, especially face to face, you know, people are just like, I'm sorry. No, you know, they're really nice about it. I'm sure if I did it, they'd be like, dude, get out of here. You know, but um, it's just getting over that, that fear and, um, you know, and, and practicing it. So I, I just encourage everybody to do it. So, you know, you, you've, you've got a bunch of books out, gofornode.com, right, is the website. That's right. Where people can integrate the philosophy. What are you guys working on now? What's next for you and Richard? And, you know, and what are you working on that people might be interested in? Well, we have a side project, which is an entirely different podcast, David, which is uh, we, we write a lot of fiction, which requires you facing a lot of rejection as, as a writer. We actually just released Go For No for network marketing with a, a guy who is deep into that particular industry. And so one of the things for the future is to create Go For No books with different, you know, in different industries like getting experts in real estate, perhaps, or the financial and insurance industry. You know, there's so many different niche markets, I think, who can use it. So that's kind of on the horizon. And I'm thinking about doing maybe a uh, the go for no woman. So there's that. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's so applicable to many different things. So you should think about, you know, technology, because that's most of the listeners on the show are, are, are in the um, software as a service, you know, technology space. And there's, you know, a, a huge, you know, audience of sales development reps and managers who they need to hear this, this philosophy and, and mm -hmm. try it because, it's it's game changing. I mean, it's so motivational if you know that that, um, you know, if I hit my no goal, then I did well, because not only are you bursting through that fear factor, but you're also gaining the yeses on the backside. So mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> so, so think about. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I definitely encourage everybody to go for no.com and, you know, get into this, get the book and contact um, Andrea to do some training too at your company. So thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. You definitely know your go for no stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I just have to practice it more frequently, right? <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. All right, Andrea. Thanks a lot. Thanks, David. The best sales development leaders make it a point to learn and grow each day with the sales development podcast. How would you like to directly reach these decision makers and game changers in the sales development space with your specific message? To sponsor the Sales Development Podcast, go to 10bound.com slash contact to request a rate card or just click the link in Spreaker or YouTube. Again, that's 10bound.com slash contact. Reach out today to the top sales development leaders in our industry with your valuable message.